Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the perfect time to... What in the wide, wide world of sports is it going on in? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, Put them together. Friday weekend is here. And uh, we got a lot going on. Talking donuts. By the way, several people have said you guys are giving no love to Round Rock Donuts, which are the best donuts in the world. That would be my favorite. That is true. I don't eat a lot of donuts, so you guys need to provide the the content there. And you've been forced off sugar by your wife. Yeah, I'm forced off sugar by my gut. That's and your forced... doctors, and your do- yes. wife is helping back up your doctors. That's yes. only in the house, though. That's not when he's cruising around town. <laughs> so oh, so Ty is our uh, junk food eater, which is good. But, uh, man, I do like me a good donut. I don't go um, to Taco Bell. I mean, I have to. Taco Bell maybe once a year, but I don't go out of the way. There's one in Dripping Springs, but, like, like when you're out and about, I don't ask where's the nearest Taco Bell. It's, it's you know, six months into the new year. I need to hit a Taco I just don't go looking for a Taco Bell. I mean, I had to fall into one, but I'm a crispy taco guy, like the three you get, three crispy tacos. On the, on the hard shell. I, and, you know, I eat those while I drive, and that's always fun. And it gets all over oh, you. Oh, it's everywhere, man. I'm more comfortable eating in my car. Like, I'll, I'll get food, fast food, drive all the way home, get in my driveway. I, I, I kind of agree with and you. eat my meal in my driveway. <laughs> what? I'm get weird like that, together, too. And then throw it away in the trash can outside. I'm weird. I mean, yeah. I'll get it. I'll get. I'll get it uh, to go. Well, Bucky has to like, hide it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I'll, I'll get it and pull in the parking lot of the place. I won't go inside and eat, but I'll sit in my car Amazing. and eat it. You know, I used to always do that. Was it shortstop? Oh god! I mean, that burger used to sit in my lap. That grease thing was, trap. Oh, that is the best. <laughs> it's gone when downhill. I, when I come what on was it now, up, Bill? a shortstop used to be good. Really? Not. It's it's still like that line. Oh, that was my to go to. If I if drank I drank more much. than a quart of yeah. Jack Daniels, <laughs> soak it up a little bit. Oh Got my, to. you have to. Got to. Uh, all right. So coming up here in a minute, we're going to do the update, and we'll get you caught up on the news in the morning. Also, Ty Harrington was listening to Lee Sterling last hour and heard him talk about popping off about the Miami teams of the '80s. So Ty's going to come on and rebut a little bit of that and talk about it because he was on those teams uh, with the Longhorns that uh, had those head-to-head battles at the College World Series with the Hurricanes. Harkening back, plus Ty will give us a, a scouting report on this uh, Louisiana team that the Longhorns play today. It says, eating in the car is the best. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, also, several people this morning have said, hey, thanks for turning us on to the ride. This guy says, I, I watched the ride last night. Those guys are crazy. They better be paying those guys like live golfers. <laughs> this is the ride, the seven part, eight-part series on uh, Prime Video. 
that centers around the, uh, the the professional gambling teams now, gambling, uh, the gamblers, the professional bull riding teams. And somebody tweeted at me this morning that said, hey, uh, thanks for turning me on to that. Watched it last night. That show's amazing. So hopefully you guys are getting into that, the ride on uh, Prime Video. Prime Video is something to watch for sure. Uh, on this uh, National Donut Day. Let's get to the headlines, though. Trending topics, things you need to know as you're up and out. Top Gun, lawn equipment rentals bring you the news in the 8 o'clock hour every morning here on b It starts in the NBA, NBA Finals last night. All Nuggets in Game 1. Denver, uh, their favorites, and, well, they lived up to it last night. They roll, uh, never really challenged. They roll past the 104-93, another triple-double from Nikola Jokic playing in his first-ever Finals game. 27 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds. His uh, sidekick there, Jamal Murray, added 26 points and 10 assists. Game 2 will be Sunday night. College football, and after all the conversation and conjecture, SEC has made its decision on scheduling for the 2024 season. Mr. Greg Sankey announced at the uh, SEC spring meeting yesterday that the league will stick with an eight-game model for 2024. There's been talk of a nine-game conference schedule. However, after a unanimous vote of league presidents and chancellors, the league's going to stick with eight games, at least for 2024. Sankey made it clear there could be a change in the future, but for, ne- for that season, it will be an eight-team schedule. By the way, the full 2024 SEC schedule will be unveiled June 14th in a primetime special on SEC Network. Longhorn Baseball set to play in the NCAA tournament for a record 62nd time when they face third seed Louisiana at the Coral Gables Regional this afternoon. We'll talk to Ty Harrington about that coming up. Longhorns uh, coming in looking to... uh, improve on that 0-2 performance at the Big 12 tournament. We'll play at the Women's World Softball World Series began yesterday in Oklahoma City. No surprise. Top-ranked Oklahoma. Top Stanford. 2-0. The sophomore All-America Jordy Ball tossed five shutout innings with 11 strikeouts. How about the Sooners? 57-1 and now. They look to win their 50th consecutive game when they face Tennessee tomorrow. Vols down Alabama yesterday 10-5. MLB last night. Rangers off. Astros beat the Angels 5-2. Round Rock beat Sugarland 8-4. In high school baseball, Westlake Took game one of their series, their uh, regional final series, best of three over San Antonio Johnson. Cedar Park, or Leander Rouse, also a winner last night. The Taylor Ducks were eliminated. And in golf, first round of the tournament that Jack built, Jack Nicklaus, the uh, memorial tournament there in Dublin, Ohio. David Lipsky uh, is your leader at six under par. He fired a 60. He is at six under with a three under round going today. Davis Riley and Jordan Spieth, just two strokes off the lead. He is on the course this morning. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Get a free Hustler generator with purchase of select Hustler zero-turn mowers in stock till June 30th at Top Gun. Topgun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Yeah, who says summertime is slow? There's a lot going on. You watch any of that golf from Muirfield Village? A little bit. I was tough golf course. watching the softball game. How about Oklahoma? Come on now. I mean, I know there's dominance, but 50 in a row. 50 in a row if they can beat Tennessee tomorrow. Tennessee's looking pretty good, too. Tennessee, of course, is who eliminated the Longhorns mm-hmm. in Knoxville last weekend. So uh, that's the softball College World Series underway. Have we ever gotten the the, uh, the reason why the softball World Series is played in Oklahoma City? I mean, Oklahoma, and I think it's you could argue it's led to the the interest in the sport in that state and how dominant the – because Oklahoma's the dominant force in the sport. They remind you of, like, UConn back in the day with Gino oh, yeah. Ariema, uh, where they just crush everybody. But then there's, uh, you know, Oklahoma State is really good, too, uh, in that, that state. And that's where they play the uh, softball World Series. And they're continuing that. So you were watching that. Oklahoma's playing at home, correct, though? They're playing in Norman? No. They play in Everything Oklahoma is all, So they're, okay, that, that's where the finals is. It's, 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 um, 
technically a neutral site. It's okay. like it's like if Creighton, the Blue Jays, make it to Omaha in baseball, right? They're right. They're, they're, they're playing on a neutral site, but they're playing at home because Creighton is based there in Omaha, that university. Uh, so yeah, they they're right down the road. Norman's twenty minutes from Oklahoma City, and uh, Stillwater not too far either. If when they're there as well, their but, games don't even get close. Well, it was two nothing. Stanford gave them a good battle. They had to just claw out a couple of runs, but that's the why Oklahoma doesn't lose. Their pitching is the eleven best. Eleven strikeouts. And they, yeah, eleven punch outs, two hitter or five hitter uh, in that performance yesterday. So looking forward to the baseball this weekend and the softball. We mentioned the high school baseball and the major league baseball. Really good stuff when you consider that the Rangers are playing the. Mariners this weekend. The Astros are playing the Angels. So the entire American League West squaring off. And uh, you know, Ty, you were saying you want to try to get down to that game in Houston maybe to see Shohei. Shohei Otani face uh, Framber Valdez tonight at Minute Maid Park. I won't get there, but I'll be watching it. I no got doubt. A, I got a wager. Shohei, he's, he's fun to watch. Well, Framber's no joke either. I uh, know. That'll be a great matchup. Framber will throw in that heavy, that heavy ball. Uh, and the Astros beat him last night and held Shohei Otani and Mike Trout to a one-for-eight night. And uh, they brought they brought up a kid from AAA to start that game for Houston last night and get that victory. Meanwhile, the uh, the Astros and Rangers AAA teams are playing right now out of Dell Diamond. They'll play this weekend uh, more games. They'll have a fireworks Friday tonight with Sugarland and Round Rock. So if you're looking for some baseball, easy to find. Whether it's on TV or live this weekend, high school, college, and the professionals. Let's uh, uh, talk some Texas baseball coming up. We'll get to the uh, college football, but Buck, you picked the uh, the Nuggets in N- NBA Finals Game One. Prophetic, my friend. I just think they're they're physically when you see the two teams on the court, they're just so much bigger, and they're they're not just big guys; they're talented guys. And last night, Gordon, last night he, in that first quarter, was getting anywhere he wanted to get on the court. I mean, and, and he dominated in the paint and underneath the uh, underneath the boards last night. And I just thought that I I just don't see Miami getting any offensive rebound. I just, well, I mean, you can't. And Eric Spolster will address this, and I don't think it was bad officiating either when we say this. But no, they they played little last night. The Miami Heat shot two free throws the whole night as a team, as a team. And they they, they you know they pride themselves on being tough and physical and going to the basket. Yeah, listen, maybe that's tired legs from the seven game series with Boston I gotta believe and it is. the fresh legs of Denver. But Denver was able to stay in front of them, play great defense without fouling. They, by the way, that two free throw attempt performance. The lowest amount of free throws in an NBA playoff game ever, ever, and it happened in a finals game. We're not even talking about finals. A playoff game, just two free throws attempted. Obviously, if the Heat are going to get in this series, that has to change. Uh, and, you know, Jokic. Yeah, and, and Jimmy Butler's not getting to the rim. I mean, I, when he starts to, you know, when he's got a smaller guy on him or a guy who's not as physical, when he starts trying to back him down now and dribble the ball, those guys come from all angles at him. And he's not finding the guys for the assist. But last night he was finding the guys in the first quarter. Missing shots. They didn't, miss, they didn't make any shots. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't blame him for that. I mean, he found guys that were open. They, well, they were sitting at the three-point line and missing shots. Well, and I think that's something that Eric Spolster will point out, too, that you know Max Struess was 0 for 9. Um, the kid that was so good from Nevada in the previous, Cam Martin, was what, what didn't shoot well. So, yes, Jimmy Butler was trying to facilitate, and guys weren't making shots. Yeah, if Bam doesn't show up, dude, I'm telling you, they're getting beat by 40 last night. Yeah, Bam night. Adebayo was the best player by far uh, for the uh, for the for the. And he doesn't have night. a lot of games like that. You know that. He, I mean, in time, well, look, he, I mean, he doesn't get 26, 27 points. But he's going to have to in this series, yes. and they're going to need it out of him. Uh, and that's the thing, right? If the best two players on the floor are both for Denver, which they were last night, with Jokic and Jamal Murray. I mean, Jimmy Butler's got to elevate the role players. So he'd have to play better. All right, we'll talk more about that coming up. But right now, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. You know them. 
You love him. He is a lifetime Longhorn and 20 years the manager down there at Texas State Baseball. Our buddy Ty Harrington. Ty, how are you, man? Well, I'm fabulous. I was a um, couple things first. I'm with Ty a little bit on the donut on the donut holes. Yes, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a fan. <laughs> they don't they don't particularly like me as much as I love them. Mm. And uh, the donuts, but uh, there there is an occasion on a weekend with the kids around and everybody's around that I'll go to the donut shop. And there's a pretty good chance since you guys reminded me this morning that I'm going to head off to the donut shop on my way to uh, work. Second thing is, I was trying to work out this morning so that I could have donuts <laughs> and break even on the day when all of a sudden I hear Lee Sterling talking about that 85 team and, and I got an extra few push-ups in. You got a little and, angry. Uh, a little oh, heated. You, you, don't, you don't forget that kind of stuff, do you, Ty? No. I, no. I, I mean, you know, I mean, it was – it's been a long time that, you know, that 85 team I played on was probably the best overall team I'd ever probably played on offensively. And we had really great talent. Greg Swindell, obviously you guys know and love as I do. And, and what he did for us that year, you know, as a pitcher. And then we had you know, just you know, Bruce Ruffin who lives here in town and uh, in Austin and just so many great players, David Denny, Doug Hodo, Billy Bates. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And, we got beat in the championship game by Miami, and uh, we've had to live with it a really long time. And when I heard Lee say something, and I please take this in the best context because I have an enormous amount of pride and love for my teammates and my university and that baseball program. And uh, when he said, you know, yeah, bring Billy Bates on by the table and we'll show him you know, Nelson's ring, I was thinking to myself, Billy Bates doesn't have to go by and look at anybody's ring. And uh, he's got his own from the 83 team. And uh, arguably, you know, one of, as a lot of the guys I just named a minute ago, but certainly one of the greatest players to play. And, and I think a lot of people who recognize and resonate with Omaha, Nebraska, back in the 80s when Texas and Miami were button heads nonstop, people remember the name Billy Bakes and they, and he brought a lot to ESPN and a lot to college baseball during those times. But <laughs> it, it got my pride riled up. I'm not going to lie to you this morning. I got a little extra, well, I got a few extra steps in, got a few extra push-ups in and, and, uh, and, you know, and certainly wanted to, to go back and relive that moment and uh, would give anything I know is everybody on that team would give anything to go back and play that game again. Bro, you better be careful because those donuts will slow you down. <laughs> you know that. You grab a couple of those donuts and that sugar, that's going to bring you down in a hurry. So be careful, Coach. Be careful. Hey, uh, Ty, the, uh, the, when you think of your trips to Omaha, either as a player or a coach with Texas, do you, Miami's got to be one of the pretty prominent names you think about in the Hurricanes. And to see the two playing again this weekend uh, will bring back a lot of memories for a lot of Texas fans. Yeah, for sure it will. I mean, again, you go back even in the late 70s and the early 80s uh, when Coach Gus and Coach Frazier were, you know, it, it, you could almost write down, you know, who was seven or six of the eight teams that were getting to Omaha just about every year, right? I mean, it was Texas, Miami, and then you would throw in Oklahoma State even at the time with Gary Ward. And it was just, you know, it was pretty traditional as to the teams you knew you probably were going to play once you got to Omaha. So you built a rivalry, believe it or not, you built a rivalry based on winning national championships. Now think about that for a second. That's, 
that's a that's pretty intense and pretty involved and pretty far down the road, right? That's sixty some odd games from when you take your first pitch or throw your first pitch in a in a college season. Because back then we were starting February the first and playing basically almost an unlimited schedule. I think I looked up one year we were sixty four and seventeen or some <laughs> unreal number. Um, I mean, when you go back and you think about what that means, but the bottom line was. You, you look forward to that opportunity to, to go play those teams again in Omaha. We got beat in 84 my freshman year. Uh, Fullerton beats us in Augie's national championship at Fullerton with Eddie Delzer on the mound. And as soon as the game was over, and I think about this now, and I, I chuckle, but it's how times have changed, but also how beautiful, truly how beautiful Omaha was back then. It still is. But we were waiting on our school bus a yellow belly school bus to pick us up, to take us back to the hotel. And we're standing out in the parking lot, you know, boohooing and hugging each other and mad and disappointed and frustrated and all those things we getting beat. And then, you know, having leaders and, and, you know, guys that were returning stand right there on the curve, you know, the Doug Hodos of the world and, and the Denny's and the Swindells of the world standing right there on the curve going, hey, we'll be back next year, and we will beat these guys. We will play these guys next year in a national championship, and we're going to win that national. We'll be back to this championship game again. Sure enough, as it turned out in 85, we were back again in the national championship game. That's when we ran into a really, really, really hot Miami team, Stephen Major and Greg Elena and Nelson and those guys, and they were, they were really, really hot. I mean, things just happen that way in the game of baseball. But the idea that you were talking about – We'll be back, and all that kind of stuff was true, and uh, and we built a rivalry with with uh, Miami based on that. Later on, as uh, I think in the early '90s, when I was a young little snotty nosed graduate assistant and a student coach, uh, we went to play Miami at Miami, and uh, and then they came back and played us. I think we had a home and home series with us, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I've never seen. We'd never been to a ballpark where they had giveaways and music playing nonstop. <laughs> I mean, in more a minor league atmosphere, we'd never been around that before. And so it is, it's a traditional, obviously two really, really traditional college baseball programs. Awesome. Looking forward to it today. First things first though, Skipper, you got to get Louisiana. And as we talked with you last earlier in the week on Tuesday, coming out of Memorial Day, you called six Louisiana games while at the Sunbelt tournament. So you're very familiar with that team and they'll Texas pitchers, the catcher, Garrett Gilmet, they got to be on point. This team has, has attempted 218 stolen bases. They've, uh, they've been successful 161 times. They're going to get after you on the base paths if they can get runners on, so you have to avoid walks and many base runners as you can. They also play great defense. Uh, but one thing you pointed out to me that I'd like your thoughts on is that their pitching staff maybe had to, to overload a little bit uh, in that conference tournament to sweep Coastal Carolina to get where they got so that they could be in this tournament playing Texas today. They had to do it. In your experience, how does that? How does a pitching staff bounce back from that when you know the top two starters are, pl- are pitching on two days rest, and other guys pitching both ends of a double header? They had to do it, but we think that will impact them in this game and in this regional. Well, first of all, Matt Dyke's team is always really a tough-minded team. I mean, they they play so hard and so gutty. I mean, you'll watch them run. You know, they're they're, they're ninety feet when they run down to first base with routine ground, and they just play really hard. First of all, so their emotion carries them that way. The physicality part of it remains to be seen, as I told you that, or we talked about it the other day, there's a possibility that when you have to do so much to get somewhere, how do your body, how does your body respond, even though emotionally you're, you're ready. And, uh, and Bucky, you remember these days when our, our old high school and junior high coaches would tell us, don't, don't let your, you know what, 
you know, beat your mind. Don't you know? You got to be tough, and you know, even when you're tired, and all the all the above. Oh yeah. And so the physical part of it, yeah, right. So the physical part of it remains to be seen. I, I would say it's got to, it can come into play if they have to use those guys on multiple times. It could. I mean, it, it's just hard to bounce back from that. Now, it doesn't say you can't. It sure. doesn't mean that you can't. I mean, it, honest to goodness, it does not. But you you think if you can get their pitch counts up, that could you know, get them out of the game. Some of the starters, which are, I think they're running Nazu out there today, who's a really good fastball, forcing guy, elevates his fastball and, and does some different things, you know, pitching-wise, um, that are, likes to run the breaker underneath left-handed hitters. And uh, and so it'll be an interesting, you know, to see how it goes. But it can come into play. It truly can. And, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, I guarantee you that they're going to play hard and they're going to do some creative things on the bases offensively. Um, it'll be a really fun game to watch this afternoon. Coach, the things that you do well, you got to do great now. I mean, the things you've done well all year, you have to do great in order to keep on advancing from this point on. I mean, no, those things have to go just above and beyond that. You know, the pitching that you've seen that's been just kind of average late in the season has to get back to, to where it was when you were winning, you know, when you were beating West Virginia. That's how you move on. You can't just kind of stay the same. You know, the, the good teams will, will get better, even get better now. And as tired as you can be, you got to take one more step above now. Yes, they and and that goes in that goes in line with today too. If Texas goes out there and plays and performs and pitches like they're capable, you you can shut the run game down and mm-hmm. different things by by doing what you do really well, right? I mean, I, that's just the bottom line. I mean, um, you know, even though you get 218 attempts, as you mentioned, and they love to do a lot of different things offensively, creative. But if you do your job playing defense. Playing it like you have, you know, Texas has, I think, really two really good corner defenders, which is important playing against a team like Louisiana. And uh, I just think that they play clean defense because I, I thought one of the strengths for Coach Pierce's team this year that I was really impressed with um, two things. One, I thought they play really, really high level defense. Uh, they play really smart, astute. They pay attention to the game. They understand what the runners are trying to do to the next 90 feet. Uh, I think they do a great job of that. And and I, the other part of it is they've been really good about when they've had a down moment, they really respond well emotionally and physically, much like what you're referring to, Bucky. They, I, I just think that they what they do well, they'll try to go back to and, and solidify again and, and play at that level where they are right now in the season where you try to put all this together. And uh, and, and I think they're going to be a little more fresh too. Um, being ready for this, you know, game this afternoon. Lucas Gordon will get the ball today at one o'clock. Obviously, we'll keep an eye on the weather as well. As Lee told us, there are showers, but uh, it looks better today than it did earlier in the week. Looks like it could be a washout, but uh, for this four-team regional double elimination starts today at one o'clock. Miami, of course, will play the Maine Black Bears on the other side. Uh, Maine used to be a team. Oh, when they only had eight regions um, uh, tie. They Maine used to make trips to the College World Series way back in your day, which is kind of cool. Uh, last thing I say, we got a note that you had dinner last night with our friend Craig Flowers and with David Bailiff, the uh, former Texas State football coach. That sounds like a fun, fun evening. How'd that come about? Well, uh, Coach Bailiff called me, and I was taking my daughter to Sand Volleyball, and happened the restaurant that he happened to. Uh, want to go to and was on the way and so they can't I had a blast I had an absolute blast I'm going to tell you what there were so many 
junior college baseball stories told last night. I looked over at Bailiff, and he looked at me at one point and goes, you guys have lost y'all's minds. And I was like, you have no idea what this was like and, you know, and, and how much fun it was. And, man, it was just – it was really a lot of fun. It's the first time Colonel Flowers and I have had a chance to get in the same space and really, you know, tell some stories. I look forward to doing it again uh, when we have more time. We're not rushed. I'm, I'm sure there will be a handful of – you know, Bud Lights and everything else to try to, you know, facilitate that conversation. Sure. Sometimes I need to jar my brain. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I do, I look forward to that again. We, it, there were so many cool stories. And as you guys know him, because y'all, he's on y'all show all the time. And he's on the radio all the time. Just how unbelievable the person in his life and the different things that he's done has been just incredible. It's an incredible story in itself. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Colonel Flowers, of course. Ranger Junior College, you coached and managed uh, junior college teams. And uh, I'll give you the update. My my daughter's son plays at Weatherford, and they're playing. They beat Blinn last night at the JUCO World Series in Grand Junction. They have a big another elimination game tonight. So Weatherford trying to win that thing. There's a, you know, always a great competition there, kind of like Omaha. Grand Junction is that for the junior college ranks. So uh, Weatherford eliminated Blinn last night in an all-Texas matchup um, there in uh, in Colorado. Hey, Ty, Ty, thanks so much. Thanks for getting fired up. You got people texting saying, I'm fired up, ready. I'm ready for the game today. Way to go, Ty. I did more push-ups, too, with that Bill Bates smack talk that Lee Sterling good, was talking earlier. Good job. Which is good stuff. <laughs> my, my apologies, but I got to be honest with you, and no offense to Lee Sterling, I, I actually owe him a little. I'll buy him a beer next time he comes to town, but he got my blood going this morning. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, well, you can imagine. That was a, a dame you guys, as you said, would love to play over again. You don't get to do so, but 1985, losing to Miami, maybe the best team you ever were around at Texas, didn't finish the deal, and he had to bring that back up. Hey, Ty, thanks so much. Thank Have you, a great coach. weekend, man. Enjoy all the baseball. 32 games today, so that, yeah, I'm sure you're in hog heaven. Take care, man. You, you know what I'll be doing. <laughs> All right, buddy. Ty Harrington, uh, and enjoy the donuts as well. Yeah, that's good. He, get he and Craig Flowers together talking baseball. That's good stuff. Also, uh, that's I, I, as, he call, as he was talking about the 85 team, Buck, I called up the roster. It is ridiculous how good that team was, how talented that team was. And they, they were 64 and, and 14 that year. And as he said, they, they, had the, they had the heart because wow. they won it in 83 with the Rocket team, with the Roger Clemens team. They got there in 84 and didn't, and he told you the story of the yellow school bus where they stood in the parking lot and says, you know, we'll be back and we're going to win this thing. And then they got back with their best team and Miami beat them. And Lee had now to bring that Now, was Spike playing then? Uh, Spike Owen, and he was not on that team. But I think he came just a little bit beyond – or he was ahead of that. I'll look that up and we'll okay. talk about it coming back. Uh, also, we'll get to uh, your – Salacious gossip and blitz for the end of this hour. Craig Way has a report from Coral Gables, and we got more to do. It's a busy Friday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bucky and Aaron. Appreciate Ty Harrington getting fired up, which was good. You asked uh, Spike Owen, Buck, at, uh, a great player at Texas in his own regard, for sure, than a great major leaguer. Spike 
was played the, for Texas, uh, was in the College World Series in 1982, and then graduated and went off to the uh, Major League, was drafted by the Mariners. But uh, Spike Owen was on the team in 82, and they lost to Wichita State. And, but my, ironically, Miami, my Hurricanes wanted to win that College World Series in 82. And Chiraldi played with Clemens, right? Yeah, well, then the next year in 83 was the, you know, the Roger Clemens, Calvin Chiraldi, Bruce Ruffin, Mike wow. Capel group that won the national championship for Coach Gus. Billy Bates at, uh, on the infield there. They won the national championship, so they lost it in 82 to Wichita State. Miami won it, then Texas won it. And then, of course, you just heard Ty talk about the 84 team that didn't his freshman year when they didn't uh, finish the deal. Uh, and then, of course, 85, where the expectation was is they would win the national championship, and they lost to Miami. And um, our man, somebody texted us and said, I was a, I was a freshman at Texas in 87, and they were still mad about 85. You, know, they'll, you just heard Ty, Ty Harrington. They're, it's 2023, and he's still mad about <laughs> the 1985 team that lost to Miami. Uh, they're still fired up about that. But uh, Texas baseball, uh, back in the tournament for the 62nd time, if they were able to get to Omaha this year, it would be their 39th trip to the College World Series, but a lot of work to do between now and then. And as we've said, I mean, Texas is one of, you know, all 64 teams are playing today in college baseball's tournament, which is pretty cool, which means all of the Big 12 teams will play. A&M plays late tonight out in Palo Alto, uh, playing uh, Cal State Fullerton there at the Stanford Regional. Uh, TCU plays tonight as well. They play Arizona uh, as a 2-3 matchup in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia are all playing at 6 o'clock today. Oklahoma will face East Carolina. Oklahoma State will play a host, Oral Roberts, there at Stillwater. And West Virginia will face Indiana. West Virginia is the team there at Lexington where nobody has any hotel rooms. They're they're staying in dorms, yeah. And then Texas Tech will face UConn at 11 a.m. this morning. The Red Raiders are in Now, is that just for the teams? I I know you said the hotels. I mean, are people staying at dorms? Are they making those available? I think they did for some – because the fans don't have anywhere to stay either for these games because there's a country music festival. Well, they don't need much. They They stay in huts. It's a little college experience. Going <laughs> back to college. Hey, now. Oh, man. None of those people from West Virginia went anyway. Hey, it's West Virginia. Where do they? Come no, on. Side your sister. Dorm room's probably, Side a, my sister, yes. probably an upgrade from their you know, dorm room. Might she be nicer than their actual years. house. She just kept going there. What well, the hell is that about? Most of their houses are on wheels anyway. It's oh, just, just man. Rolling, rolling there. Good one, Ty. So, yeah, college baseball, full front, uh, fully in front today with uh, all the teams. I asked my sister if she still eats squirrel. You like squirrel, don't don't, don't talk about. I'm not going to mess with squirrel. I mean, I I've not had squirrel ever since that first try of squirrel, which I had no choice. I was it's a young bad. young recruiter. It's just those little tiny ribs, though. When they, you know, oh, little, that stuff sits on a plate and beans and stop, rice on stop, it. Stop, stop. And there they are with the little ribs there. You just say that with no gross. head on it. It's, it's not, not really it, true. It's not. Like, it is. Oh, you can eat. Yeah, people eat. Yeah, like somebody all the time. put. They put like a full squirrel cooked in front of you. Yeah. They put it right on the on the rice and the beans, right and right around it. And the squirrel has no head, Hard. no tail, and there's a the little body with the little ribs. And you take a fork and you take all the meat. Hard no. Hard hell no. It's not like it's never seen. happened. First thing you squirrel. think of is big rat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. No. Uh, like if you put but it wasn't the, if you bad. Put it didn't like the taste co- bad. Okay, but if you put taste like chicken. Okay, but if you put the cooked meat on the ta- on the plate, and I didn't, I'd probably try it. But, but if you, you put a whole squirrel body. Yeah, squirrel body without the head and the tail. <laughs> no. Yeah. You wouldn't do no, it. Not in the, no, I was at the kid's no. dad's restaurant on stilts. I didn't have any choice. I damn near almost had to say, "Can I have another, please?" <laughs> A kebab. A kebab. A squirrel. squirrel kebab. 
Hey, gossip and blitz for the top of the hour. Craig Way has his report. You know, we talked earlier about our flex segment, and we talked about Westlake winning last night over San Antonio Johnson. Also, Rouse got a big win in their regional final series, and uh, Taylor Ducks eliminated. And we mentioned that there was a cool national story involving Texas um, you know, young people with uh, the Garrett Wilson throwing out the first pitch to Brett Beatty at the Mets game last night, which is really cool. But uh, a national story that uh, is from this area uh, took, took a, a turn this morning, uh, you know, on Good Morning in America this morning, and I saw this interview because we're, we're on ABC this morning, and that's where the finals were played last night, so the TV was on. We got here. We haven't changed it. So Good Morning America uh, with Michael Strahan had an interview with Peyton Washington, and she is one of the cheerleaders. Who Remember the when the, the, the cheerleaders were shot at out in Elgin? They got into the wrong car? Uh, yeah. Or tried to get into, into yeah. the wrong car? Yeah, Peyton Washington was one of them, and she was critically injured. Uh, she did an interview this morning on Good Morning to America. We'll have to pull some of that. But it was on April 18th, so a month and a half ago. Washington and three of her fellow Woodlands Elite Cheer Company teammates were on their way back to Central Texas after practice in the Houston area. And they were in the parking lot at the HEB in Elgin. One of her teammates, Heather Roth, opened the door of a vehicle that she thought was hers. Turned out to not be her car. A man later identified as Pedro Teo Rodriguez was in the passenger seat. Roth said she got out of the car, went back to her friend's vehicle. Authorities say Rodriguez allegedly approached the vehicle. When Roth rolled down the window to apologize, he opened fire. He injured Roth. Washington was shot three times, and uh, she is recovered. And she um, graduated. Well, and she, yeah, and she did an interview this morning with Michael Strahan. Wow, what a terrible, terrible story! Uh, she, she ended up in the hospital here in Austin, critical condition. Uh, her spleen was shattered, her stomach and, di- and diaphragm had two holes in each of them. Doctors had to remove lobes from her pancreas. Um, just but prior to Washington had been accepted to Baylor University uh, to set school, been the school's acrobatics and tumbling team. Uh, so we'll see if she can get back. But man, it's, that is a tough story, uh, to say the least. And yeah, just and. And thoughts and prayers to them. But to see her this morning, because she looked pretty good. She looked like she's making a, a good recovery. And uh, Michael Strahan with the sit-down. It wasn't her, that long ago. Well, six weeks. Yeah, that's her first first time we've heard from her since that incident. Because it, it happened late at night, obviously. And just, it's, you know, Boy, she's so fortunate to be alive. No kidding. Oh, my gosh. To say the least, all of them. And just a terrible situation. You know, I've done that before where you come out from something and there's a car that's the same color of yours and you're not oh, I really did that locked the other in. Day. I did that the other day at Lowe's. Yeah, and you grab the handle like you're getting in it and you're like, oh, this isn't my car. What am I doing? This isn't mine. Um, you know, I drive a white car, so you know, a lot of white cars, white sedans. So, yeah, know. I've done that. I've done that a couple of times. Looking like a Subaru Outback, just go over and, uh, oops, excuse me. Got some similarities to the president. Yeah, I go down every once in a while. It yeah. went down yesterday. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll have to get that interview out there because uh, uh, she's moving forward. Just she graduated from Stony Point there in Round Rock, and uh, the fact that she's back and doing interviews on on national television is great to see. So Peyton by the way, it. I I did watch as the president went down yesterday at Annapolis. Did he fall? Yeah, he, he, didn't see he, that? he went over a sandbag. He <laughs> tripped over a sandbag. Is he applying to your? To, to my fall, fall school? No, no, I fall. I, very, I fall very similar. I, he went down the right way. He didn't stick his arms out there trying to break his fall because those twigs would have snapped. You know what I mean? He's eighty years old. Those things would have just popped. So he went hip. Look out there for broken hip, there, dude. And then, and then he went to shoulder and back cheek. I mean, I, I, I thought that was a pretty good landing. And I, he didn't get up. And you, you don't, you don't pop to get up. I'm telling you, you don't, you don't make the mistake of trying to think. Okay, you're okay. At 80, 60, or 50, you stay for a while, 
you stay for a while and then have some people come to you and then you just kind of see he went see the hip see that right butt cheek that he uh, went on but he pretty much went the onto his part, knees the best part is the the lady cadet who just looks at him when Matt Stafford and, yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt Stafford pushed him come on man she looks she's like ooh yeah that's that's the president oh, yeah no, somebody no. in that group is going to get somebody in his entourage is going to hear about that sandbag, sandbag. That somebody somebody's in charge of moving sandbags yesterday oh down he went Oh, he did go down. His awareness rating is like low. Ten. He falls quite a lot, does he not? He's oh like yeah, yeah. He's going up the Air Force One like three times and it's had like that you stumble. You and Tua falling down. Oh no, no. I'm much better now. <laughs> I work out. I do. Are you so- doing judo too or jujitsu? Like, oh, no, like Tua I just, is. I just know how to fall. I'm 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 good. At, I'm good at knowing how to keep my arms, elbows, and I just don't extend my arms because you know I've had dislocated shoulders so. I don't stick my shoulder out there. I but can't. The, but Biden did. He kind of caught himself with his hands. Well, he got and then a little bit. Of, he got a little left. bit of elbow there. And, but but he, the thing about him is he tried to do that fast get up. Like I'm not old. It's going to be easy to jump up by myself. Uh uh-uh. uh. Just stay Dang seated goes. for a while there, pops. Yeah, and that cadet was just looking at him. That that's funny. Believe <laughs> me, somebody is going to come. To, somebody's going to come to your aid. That's like when I fell out of the the porta potty and this dude stuck his hand out like, "Hey, let me pull. Let me yank you off the ground." I'm like. I, I appreciate that, but let me find out Can what you else. Imagine is- this Ty Buck on Bebo Boulevard, <laughs> no. who doesn't drink but used to, falling out of this porta potty like a stumbling drunk. Like he comes out. I, I can't imagine it because I did literally the same thing at Texas OU this year. <laughs> how close was how close was that porta potty to the edge of there the curb? There was. I, I walked out. You know, I, I'd had a few, and I just. You know, I had you that, take that step and that you're in the air. Step. Yeah, how about fall. that? How about the the step that's you're in the air? And you start to maneuver your body knowing that you are. See, when you fall, though, people rush to your help. People were just laughing at me, even though I was bleeding all over myself. Were I, you I, really? I, pop, I popped up. That was like five minutes till yeah, kickoff. Well, I had to get in that stadium. I can't pop up like that. So I the, the Biden fall looked a lot like, uh, do you see Bruce Springsteen take a tumble on stage the other night? Like he was walking. Another old, another old dude. Yeah, the boss was in concert. And no. uh Yeah. And he, he was had his guitar on his, you know, strapped on around his shoulder. Those are the shrooms. And he was stepping from from one stepping up, and he kind of kicked the front step. Oh like no! Like he didn't get his foot up high enough, and his big his shoe hit the and his foot hit the the the, the step, and he went down. And everybody's like, "Oh my gosh!" And you know, he popped back up, started did, playing something. Oh, did he? He popped I mean, up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't say he popped up. I mean, it was you, you, kids you know, pop up. Yeah, but kids bounce. Yeah, they kids pop bounce. up. Uh, but he's seventy three years old, so Mike, much like you, it took him a second to to pop back up. But he's in great shape. Much like you are. No. He looks a little buffier than you, though. He's I'll whip Bruce Springsteen's up. ass. <laughs> no, I got Bruce. Oh, come on now. I got Bruce. In I'll a get fight? Out. I'll get after that guy. He and the whole E Street band, I'll get after all of them. Kid me? I got Cl- the late Clarence. He's got you. No, I'm taking Bruce in that, even though you've got a few years on him. Dude's from Jersey. That dude plays rock and roll in Jersey. I'll tear him apart from the mean <laughs> streets of branch. Philly. Uh, I, I, who you got your money on, Gambler? Uh, I think that's that's a pick 'em. That's a close a one. A pick 'em? <laughs> what the hell, dude? You're like 160 pounds. I bet your boss is uh, he's rocked up. Man. There's no way he's probably shorter than you, though. Just based hey, on there my, you go. Thank you, Ty. Theory of lead men being being extremely short if you're they, talented. Well, there are a lot of that. A lot of those. And I don't like that. You probably take De Niro over me. No, I got you. Really? No. Mm-hmm. The guy's still producing though. Al Pacino. 
by the way, De Niro, uh, Al Pacino, Bruce Springsteen has three inches on the buck. He's 5'10". Boss is 5'10". <laughs> Listed at 5'10". He's five, Billy Joel's the short one. He's 5'5". Five, five. I mean, is there a lead singer of a band that's above six foot that you can think of? Dave Grohl. Okay, but he was a drummer initially, so does that but count? He was a, you know. But get Their dad, there. Creed, is probably tall. No, don't say oh, Creed. Yeah, yeah there's, there's oh, Ty's yeah. guy. What's okay, now name? you got me thinking about this lead. There's a lot of actors that are small that you don't know are tiny. No, it, if you're talented in the movie or music industry, you are like 5'5". Five, 5'5 five. <laughs> five, five to 5'8". Five, well, what's the average height in this in the world? It's like 5'9". So you're, the average person around the world is 5'9", the average male. That's what I am, 5'9". You're 5'8". You're below the American average. No, I am not. The American average So, yeah, so most people are going to be in that range. But, uh, yes, I'll think of some lead singers who are tall. The, the lead singer of the National is tall. I don't know. What about Sylvester Stallone? What is what is He's what about 5'5". Five, five. Five. Yes, but you don't know. you. They, the camera angles, they fool you. He's five, they say he's 5'10", this slice alone. I'm not buying that. Not, not I'm buying that, too. I'm buying. I'm not, buying. I'm not thinking he's 5'5". Five, five. Come on. Tom Cruise know. is like 5'3". Oh, I'd buy that. <laughs> Tom Cruise him, says 5'7". I'm not buying. He'll, play, uh, Out. he'll be playing Natalia in the buy-off. <laughs> no, we got to get to the Blitz. <laughs> oh uh, we'll come back. Gossip and Blitz and this kind of stuff. Oh, and no. Glad to see Peyton Washington is doing well this morning on Good Morning America. Prayers for her and her recovery and all of Absolutely. those younger ladies as they recover. Let's get to Craig Way, though. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just your gossip, brought to you by the Icy Cold Bud Lights, the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns, the Texas Exes, the Texas OU game. Have some ready this afternoon when the Longhorns uh, get after the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. And good way to spend your Friday afternoon into the evening. Be safe, be smart, always have a plan, and uh, enjoy your weekend with the Icy Cold Bud Lights bringing you the gossip. All right, Buck, I looked it up that uh, uh, you are taller than... By the way, Ty, did you find any taller? I looked up the guy from the National. The guy from the National, Matt, their lead singer, okay. which is a really cool band. He's 6'3". He's 6'3". Someone said David Lee Roth is 6'1". Yeah, probably right really? there. And, um, my guy Chris Chris Robinson from the Black Crows, uh, he's skinny guy, but he might be up that way. He's just a tall, skinny guy, great musician. Uh, but yes, typically musicians who go into theater yeah, and the arts. I, 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 got Billy, I got Billy Joel. And, oh yes, and bigger people gravitate to sports typically. They I did both. I'm not very sing. big. You're, I'm me. You're how tall are you? I'm six two. What are you out of your own mind? <laughs> you want to measure I'm me? Six two. You want to just me- say that? Did he just say that I'm six two? You want to see my my doctor like thing where they measure you there? Are you out of your own mind? I was 220 pounds in high school, too. Like, I was a, I was well, a big boy. you're being force Did you just tell me you were 6'2"? Did you just say that? Yes. I'm I'm actually a little bit above 6'2". Mm-hmm. I Believe promise. You guys oh, both I wear boy. flip-flops every Over morning. Just don't notice. Wow. <laughs> okay, Maurice Cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> you're just compensating, Bucky. It's okay. Compensate. Well, by the way, Bucky, speaking of... Uh, Running, speaking of conversation, Bucky was running around naked last night at his house. How about that? You said, "What'd you say? Your your your, your fire alarm. Your tees were hanging low. Oh, you were man. running around, dude. I was running up those stairs and with bum 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 going up those stairs. Yes. So you're you're one o'clock in the morning. Your fire alarm, not like the beep, but the no, actual the fire actual alarm goes off like five loud times. And, and so I'm, you're your and your wife has. Um, she doesn't have her her, her, her hearing she aids in. She never hears in. Yeah, I always call them in her ears. She doesn't. She doesn't hear very well, so she didn't hear any of this. 
So you're and so you sleep in the in the nude. Yes. And so you're not going to take time to find a rover or anything. You're going to no, go hell find no. this fire. Yeah, well, there's a fire going on. I'm running out in the streets naked. It don't matter. <laughs> so I go through all the rooms. I go up to the. I go in the attic. And there's there's nothing going on. <laughs> see that Charlie Strong picture again. Tell CB to stop. I mean, really. No. So I go and I'm checking everything. I go back to bed, and she goes, "What was that?" I'm like, "Me? Oh, it was the fire engines in the house? That's what it was. I mean, that thing was so loud. So I don't know why. One generally one just beeps and beeps. And you got to find out which one it is. This thing was on full tilt. And right. I don't. And I don't know. I don't think it's carbon monoxide. I don't I don't think that's the deal. I, I think someone said you got to get a separate your fire alarm doesn't do that. Yeah, a lot of them do. They do both. A lot of them do? Mine, mine does both at least. <laughs> that cheap ass one I got you get from Lowe's. Those things ain't doing carbon. They're just doing smoke, mm-hmm. right? Smoke detectors. Yeah. Well, you, you this, yes. So you're looking for smoke or heat or something of a load line. Well, I'm glad you and then you could never go back to bed. I didn't go back nervous. to sleep. You know, mm-hmm. I was a wreck because I was waiting every five minutes when that well, thing was going to go off again. You'll need a nap today. Hey, uh, somebody said Peter Garrett of Midnight Oil is 6'4". Guy from Arcade Fire, tall, former basketball player. I pulled up my records, 6'2", exactly. ARC, my chart. Were you like Fletch? 6'4", <laughs> six, 6'8", six, six, with the afro? Hey, this uh, from his days over at Westlake. From um, his high school football days, he was 6'2". We, we got to get to the Blitz. Can we give a real quick round of applause to researchers at New York University yeah. who decided it was a good idea to take time to do a study to figure out what people think the perfect boobs look like. Boobs, yeah. They, so they, uh, over a 1,000 men and women were sh- shown photos of 25 different set of knockers and then had to rate how attractive they were. Uh, researchers took the five best ratings, combined them into one image to show the perfect, you know, front court. And uh, it's not surprisingly, the, the, the conclusion was they're fairly perky, not massive, and... Uh, the study described them as moderately sized. Fair. They come in all shapes and sizes. That's right. And the most interesting insight. For folks. The, <laughs> the most interesting insight from the New York University study was that um, they don't have to be symmetrical. They don't have to be perfect. Um, you know, they're no. real and magnet, real and spectacular. They just need to be perky and uh, love is love. Lose moderately sized. That's right. As you used to tell me, once you've seen one pair, you want to see all of them. <laughs> seen one, you want to see them all. Let's go to the Blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck. The half under factory warranty in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. All right, first Blitzer, you're up. Hey, Bucky, you eat squirrel? It ain't nothing but a rat. You can go downtown Austin. They got them big rats. I've seen it in a restaurant, fine restaurant. A squ- uh, one of them rats come out of the wall, take that ribeye right off the grill. You can get rat and ribeye. But better than that, I've seen a lady driving down the road. She had a big old dog in the front seat licking on her neck and ear. He thought she had the best titty. <laughs> Great. I can't say that. Next blitzer, you're up. Oh, boy. So President Biden. So, President Biden, that's the proper way to fall? This is Tony Romo. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Look how slippery ball. Next blitzer, you're up. In observance of the NBA Finals, my first basketball game in three years since the racial divide. Who is this, the Jokovic guy? <laughs> Jokovic. MVP now. 
Jokovic. Shame yeah. on Mark Jackson for leaving him off the list. This guy's the best player in the world. Next, Jokic is great. Next, Blitzer, you're up. I'm going to sensitivity training. Brian Windhorst got fatter. <laughs> hey, come on. Right back, What are we Sal? body shaming for? Come on, Sal. Hey, Nick, listen. It's not you, like By the way, you. did you hear Digger came back to the NBA for the first time since the, what do you call it, the racial divide? <laughs> and now he's trumping in a white dude? <laughs> <laughs> Next Blitzer, you're up. Buggy, you the same height as me. I see you eye to eye. Little kid. Little kid. Come on, little kid. That's not true. Next Blitzer, you're up. Hey, happy Friday. Gentlemen, how are y'all? Doing great. Hey, just want to say good luck to my Aggies when they go out west to rip the tits off. All oh, different Cal State, Fullerton, and Stanford Fullerton. out there. Next Blitzer, you're up. Coach. Yes. Did I hear Digger say that he agrees with E and he digs Jiggly Djokovic <laughs> knockers when they jiggle up and down? Okay, y'all, Djokovic is a tennis player. Jokic yeah. is the basketball player. Wow, I was trying to figure out how he got into it. Next Blitzer, you're up. Hey, how do you leave that Klansman off the <laughs> list of Blitzers? Just please tell me how. Klansman. <laughs> Digger, always making friends. Oh, boy. Always making friends. Oh, it is, is Friday. Oh, Thank yes. God it's Friday. Hey, at least just call them Joker, okay? They're both Joker. Yeah, Joker. Tennis, Joker. basketball. Let's go with Joker. Joker was badass last night. He was unbelievable, as usual. It's like the people that couldn't say Magovic kept saying Magovic to me all my life. Hey, <laughs> how's your, your buddy Magovic? So I don't know. I don't know anybody named Magovic. Man. We come back. Uh, we will get things somewhat back on the rails. I think we have to after the New York University study and uh, – 